are here to create our characters for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm going to be completely honest, this of all the tabletop games I'm planning to run for season one, this one was, to me, at first glance, the most intimidating, but then once I skimmed through everything and started reading up on it, this isn't as bad as I thought. The dice system is going to get some getting used to, but I think oh, I have yeah. a basic understanding of it, and this will be a learning experience for everyone. <laughs> to me, it's really fun, awesome. though, because it's going to be a very narrative-driven, like, kind of experience more than it is, like, a mechanical one. So the game of 20 questions is an excellent way of making character creation, like, more dynamic. Oh, yeah. Because you write your character's backstory as you make them, which is great. Like our good friend in Sweden said, the 20 questions is a really great way to flesh out backstory as well. And in fact, that's what we will be using to create to your guys' characters for this lovely campaign. Question one, what clan does your character belong to? Now, some of you already have picked your clans, but just as a refresher, going over the clans that are available for choice are Crab, Crane, Dragon, Lion, Phoenix, Scorpion, Unicorn, and then the Mantis clan. But there's also a lot of minor clans, too. Badger, Bat, Dragonfly, Fox, Hare, Monkey, Oriole, Sparrow, and Tortoise. There's a lot. <laughs> Mikey, I got a question. Out of the clans that you had named, I understand that some of the clans are actually larger than the others. I think I can answer this question. There are <clears throat> essentially like three levels, four levels of samurai society, or at least in the class that we will be exploring, the social cast, so to speak. We will probably be playing as... Um, the buke cast or the buke if you're if you want to be fancy and pronounce it in japanese the buke cast is essentially the serving samurai then above that is the kuge who are like the ruling true ruling class of rokugan and below them like the lowest part of the buke cast is uh, i think they're just called g samurai essentially just People who don't necessarily have swords, but belong to a, a minor family, essentially. I don't. I don't want to jump into my first campaign and be part of the largest clan. Thing is, jumping into the campaign, uh, belonging to the largest clan, might be of help to you actually, because if you're a large clan, people know how to deal with you usually, or you don't have a social life outside of the clan and just the clan essentially. Get what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying now. So you're grown up in a culture that might be... Uh, We're literally in a caste system. If your clan is the biggest, you probably have a little bit more of a say to people and people might not have much of a say to you because of how that works. Like you could be born in New York live in New York all your life, and then you move to California. You won't know how to deal with Californians. You know how to deal with New Yorkers. Leaving your clan's lands, you've met some of the other people's Bostonians and 
people from New Hampshire, the odd, the odd Floridian. But for some reason, you find yourself in California. You moved across an entire continent, essentially. Basically, so you're just saying that if a new player joins the larger of the clans, they might have a little more of an easier time. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Might be that way. It could go the other way and play like a hick samurai coming from a very small clan. Then I would recommend like the minor clans such as the rabbits or the hare clan. That's what they're called. There are less to know about the minor clans, but they're usually more nuanced in like, like very, very small, concentrated traditions and stuff like that. I don't know what what I'm. I'm just curious. What do you guys think I should go with? Like That's, Mikey here, he knows I'm more military than diplomatic, so I don't know what all is going to be going on. You could be from the Lion Clan. They're considered the biggest clan, but they're also painfully loyal to the Empire and serve as the Imperial Army when the ruler wants shit done, so to speak. They're the main force whenever the clans are called to war. Correct. And then also keep in mind when you play these certain clans, they also have to uphold certain tenets in like Bushido and stuff. You have to act a certain way when you're in front of, I guess the easiest answer would be like a court. If we're doing a court game, you have to act a certain way because you could lose like glory and honor, which also affect other things down the line too. The way that this game is run, it's similar to a lot of the feudal societies from ancient civilizations. Obviously, this game takes inspiration from feudal Japan. But <laughs> instead of hacking and slashing, because you are following the code of Bushido, which is samurai code, there's certain things you have to uphold and you can't just act on a whim. You have to keep up an appearance and also follow that code without... Letting your emotions take over. <laughs> right, you have right. to live like a Jedi. Boy, you have to live like a Jedi. George Lucas took inspiration from samurai. So the easiest term is you have to act like a Jedi. You can't let your emotions drive your actions because they're more like, like for the lion, they uphold the tenet of like honor. They uphold honor. That's like their one true thing that, that they have to keep up is their, is to stay as honorable as possible, but they also don't have any compassion. So you might be a little colder to certain situations than most people. Like I want to play crab and crabs uphold the tenet of courage but they don't really care for the tenet of what is it called? They're barbaric people, to put it plainly. They're very barbaric people, but they're barbaric. They're rough, rough around the edges. Fried food. They're your last offense to basically what is like the plague, I would say. But it also makes scary monsters and stuff. Yeah, they're the first offense too. Oh, well, yeah, that too. They're they're probably the biggest offense to it. <laughs> to most things. Yeah. If anything passes the carpenter wall, there's the <laughs> internal affairs in the jade and emerald magistrates. And if anything passes, that something has gone horribly wrong, then you might have to send people, more people towards the meat grinder that is the wall. I think I'll try the lion clan. Alright, then, then you're in luck because the first character I will be playing is lion as well. Uh, you have someone to to lean on for a little bit. 
You have a friend for now. <laughs> Things can change very quickly. <laughs> All right, so we got two lions. What clans? A uh, clan? A few clans in mind, but one of the bigger ones that I really want to be is a crab clan. But I was also thinking either scorpion or phoenix clan is the other one that can bend elements and stuff. Everyone, everybody bends elements. Yes, but uh, they do it specifically better necessarily better they might say oh. so but they're notorious <laughs> for talking shit i'll take your word on that <laughs> you better either either <laughs> way those are the kind of the few clans that i wanted to try out but if i had to pick one it would definitely be the crab clan you have to pick one so a <laughs> uh, crab clan i'd pick the crab right. clan good job okay so two lions and a crab w- walk, walk into, into a bar, bar. Yeah. oh my goodness order the crab cakes Wow. Next question. Now, within these clans, there are different families that are responsible for different things. So that is question two. What family does your character belong to? All right. So for the next four and a half hours, I will be reading my dissertation. Why the certain families of the Lion Clan are the best. Boy. Let's hear it. I'll I'll let you... uh, choose first and then i'll tell you why you're wrong wow wow (laughs) it's gonna be that kind of game is it welcome to playing with lion players hey i want to love it lions that's what i want my character to go with (laughs) i'm half right for your information you were born a crab so and yeah semantics the one thing you'll come to understand josh is that there is a fragility when it comes to these clans some don't like each other for various reasons but everyone is kind of trying mostly getting along for appearances but mom says you have to take your little brother to the movies but you don't want to but you do it anyways you come out asked you to yeah but your mom is the emperor yes that part (laughs) that's the ring right there that's literally how this happened because all of the clan founders are siblings known as the kami and the first emperor hante along with the hottie's son hottie genji they're the big brother of of all of this and as for the lions our founder is akodo which is also the name of the best family if you ask many people koma is obviously the right choice I so i was gonna be a kai yeah <laughs> we build stuff fucking nerd i have a bomb so i'm a nerd with a bomb you are fucking nerds <laughs> yeah we're all engineers <laughs> yeah you miss people from stem we like duct tape. Duct tape is our friend. <laughs> duct tape and WD-40. So, Crab Boy, you're going to go with the Caillou Engineering School. <laughs> or that fa- the Caillou family, I should say. Caillou family, yeah. Because, nerd. Um, <laughs> I'm not safe. Everyone's going to harass me. It's okay. I love you, Amador. Don't worry about it. Now that we've established Crab Boy, we go to our lions. What families were you looking to do? So Ikigai will be a, a Kodo, as I determined <laughs> four years ago when I made him. All right, Josh, we're about to make your brain hurt now. As part of the Lion Clan, there are four different families you can choose from. The okay. Akodo, the Ikoma, the Kitsu, and the Matsu families. So, let what me... What was the second one again? The third one is the Kitsu. No, no, the, the, the second one. The second one. Ikoma. Oh. Ikoma? Oh, my. Oh, M-A. Wait, what? It's Ikoma if you're from the South. 
I'll I'll go with that family. Good choice. As soon as I hear good choice, I'm like, what I do wrong? Really, nothing wrong. There's there are no wrong choices since we're all here to have a good time. That's that's all I'm gonna help you do. Clans and families have been established, so now we move on to question three. What is your character's school, and what role does that school fall into? Within each clan, there are different schools depending on what kind of things you want to do. There are mainly five to six different types of stuff you could do. It just depends on your family, but the big four are the Bushi, the courtiers, the artisans, and your Shugenjas, which are like your priests. Some family have monks, but not all of them. Your Bushi are basically your warriors and your guards and stuff like that. Courtiers are mostly working more for the political sense, politicians, emissaries, civil servants, artisans, the name is there. Creators, advisors, engineers, scholars of art. And then, like I said, Shugensha are your priests who share a special bond with the Kami, which is your supernatural afterlife. At least from my understanding, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me uh, on that. You are wrong. It's not just afterlife. There are only some of the priests that deal with the afterlife. Essentially, the Kitsu, the... Caterpillar clan, the Moth clan. They're essentially mages that deal with nature spirits. So, the, yeah. and the fire kami, and the mm-hmm. water kami, and the air kami, but not the void kami, which is weird. There is no yes. such thing as void kami. How could there exist something in the nothingness, right? Essentially, that's what it boils down to. Each family has a different thing depending on what you want to do. All right, let's go to our crab nerd. Okay. <laughs> The school that I picked was outside of my clan. I went to the Okoto Commander School to work with the Okoto Smiths as a Caillou. And the reason why I'm able to go to an outside clan is because my uh, wife-to-be is actually from the Lion Clan. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, if it just boils down to the school that I'm choosing. It's the Okoto commander school and that is the role of bushi cool yeah so we might have if you went to the okoto school other mike we probably have seen each other yeah this character did not go to the okoto school okay which segues what school did they go to (laughs) so on paper it's not the same as what he says that he is what he says that he is an akuma bard and i'm i think i'm gonna leave it at that actually Mikey, should I just tell them that what the plan is with this character? You know what? It. I will leave that choice up to you because it is your character. We have talked about it behind the scenes, but it is completely up to you. Okay. How about you guys? Would you like to hear the plan for this character? Sure. I like to know things. Knowing is half the battle, so... Oh, yeah, boy. The other <laughs> part is unimaginable violence. Yeah. Kodo Ikigai, as I mentioned, is a character that I played for the first time in in a play-by-post role-playing game on Discord. I worked the night shift at my uh, old job because nobody was around and I played with Americans, which is a bad habit that I have 
today too. We appreciate <laughs> you for it. I am ambivalent to you, of course. I'm just kidding. I, I like you too. The thing is that he's a pretty old character and he has seen some shit and I want to be able to act on the things that he's seen. So I approached Mikey about him being a essentially tutorial character for you guys. So I'm going to be playing some supporting characters and I'm going to help Mikey with lore questions and stuff like that since I have the most experience playing this game. You're, you're going to have a essentially uncle character bringing you along to the first part. Both of you are going to have an uncle character bringing you along for the first part. One because he's an Akodo and one because he's an Ikoma. <laughs> and thirdly because he's an Emerald Magistrate. So that is your school. So now, last but not least, Josh. You said the warrior school was the Bushi, I think you said? Correct. That one, please. Okay, so technically I definitely don't want to have to deal with politics. Now let me spell this out, because the Lion Clan technically has two Bushi from the two different schools. It just depends on what kind of Bushi you want to be. Oh. There's the Okoto Commander School, and then of course there is the Matsu Berserker School. I wouldn't say I'd be a Berserker, so I'm going to have to go with Doug. Coward. <laughs> no, I'm just smart. I let everybody else run in first to soften them up. Spoken like a true commander. Yes. I hate how right you are, though. <laughs> it could be worse. He could be a Death Seeker. I've done I'm enough sure. leading from the front. Now I'm just going to point and go, yeah, go get him. <laughs> That's going to be rough when you have to do the go-getting. Oh, yeah. That takes care of that school. Question four. How does your character stand out within their school? With this particular question, it mostly boils down to the different things that they may or may not be ex excelling at, which also gives a benefit when it comes to certain things later down the line, but we'll get into that in a little bit later. So... Some of the options that you can do of how your character stands out in their school is are they cre do they have great creativity, passion and drive? Are they graceful, eloquent or empathetic? Are they able to be adaptable? Are they friendly or very aware of their, you know, situation? Are they thorough and patient or calm? Or are they more self-aware, insightful and more towards the mysticism of the world that you live in. I know it's very vague when I say it like that, but essentially it boils down to is that. <laughs> it's like creative. Are they graceful and eloquent? Are they able to be adaptable and friendly? Are they thorough and patient? And are they very self-aware in the world that they, you know, exist in? <laughs> I like the idea of being adaptable. All right. Um, so we have adaptability for Josh. What about you, crab boy? <laughs> it's going to have to be the hard passion and creativity. He's He not only is trying to be the best at what he does, which is weapon making, but he also likes gunpowder. So how explosive and fiery can it be? Very. He's going with air. Question five. Who is your lord and what is your character's duty to them? All right. Since I have a lord already planned out and since this character has a lot of background i'm gonna i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna say it like this you both probably have the same lord as ikigai 
if that works for for Mikey. It definitely works for me, given everything that we've been going back and forth with. You might have different, like, duties <laughs> to this lord compared to uh, Ikigai, since he is older and more accomplished and has more free reigns, so to speak. Ikigai is retained by the daimyo of Toshi no Meogisei, which is on the edge of, like, lion territory dragon territory and unicorn territory very close to the family or it's very close to the city of the rich frog which is where a specific family of the coma family like a vassal family lives called the kairu family ikigai serves another lord because he works primarily in or the green city or the city of lies depending on who you ask which is shosuro that i don't have a like a main name for yet. I'll talk to Mikey more about that later. As well as the Emerald Office. So he serves essentially three lords. The Daimyo mm-hmm. of Toshinomeo Gisei, the Daimyo of... and the Emerald Champion. But you only serve one lord. Listen, I know there's a lot to, to sink in, but I love it so much. I'm reading what you're putting out. Okay, so I guess... It would be that we would look, we would work under that Lord just simply. Right. And what has been repeated twice now, we would all have different, wouldn't the phrase be like, we would have different Giri, like we would have different purposes Yes. to serve that Lord. So is the question is what is our Giri? Like what is our duty to them? Yeah, that's, that's essentially it. You're okay. Uh, how do you serve your lord, essentially? Or oh, how do okay. you serve your lord the best? And how do you employ that, essentially? Innovations with not only through Gaijin powder or the gunpowder, but also through different methods of like how weapons can be created and what materials to use. Is that would that be something that would work? Like we could say it like this that you work within the like the castle armory essentially as an intern to begin with since you're not allowed to wear a sword yet that's what i have an apprenticeship basically essentially yeah okay or exactly actually you have an apprenticeship since you are there and you're not a guest because you've you're uh, engaged i have an arranged marriage if you will Exactly. You're, yeah, you're doing your part. That just leaves us good old Joshy boy. <laughs> That's me. Hi. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Joshy boy, how do you, as a Bushi, serve your lord? <laughs> yes. Would you like some examples? Yes, please. So, there are many different ways to serve your lord. You could squire for people, which is not really a term in this in this setting, but that's essentially what knights do. If you're from like a prominent part of the Ikoma family, might be like supporting one of your older siblings or cousins or even your dad, like you're tending to his armor until the day that you can yourself 
wear armor beside him. You could be doing guard duty. You could be essentially just staying in school, practicing at home, being a little mm -hmm. bit of a rich kid. Since you're not yet a true samurai, you're not obliged to do anything technically, but you're practicing for your jumpuku these days. Your geary will change, but it's it's the vibe of it. Like, how can I help my lord, essentially? What can I do? No. Are you a warrior type? <clears throat> Are you a protect and serve type? Are you a, I don't know, imperialist type? Got a big brain? Are you more of a kind of gamer? Do you like... Are you a logistics kind of person? Are you a nerd? Yeah, and our Caillou here obviously does the like the logistics and the nerd shit and the sitting down and thinking about stuff. I like the idea of tending to my father's armor in hopes of being able to serve alongside him. So I guess with that, I guess that has would say put me on a warrior path or whatever or however it'd be called on here. I think yeah. Okay. Question six, what what does your character long for, and how might this impede their duties? How may it impede their duties? Yes, what does your character long for, and how might that impede in their duty? Oh, damn. Yeah, we're getting philosophical. We're getting deep with these characters. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to want to word this, but obviously he's a weaponsmith, and... That's the the one thing he's longing for is to perfect his craft, to perfect his his love for weaponry, and how that would impede him. The second half of the question is when I'm having a hard time, I guess, wrapping my head around and how it would impede their their, their duty because it wouldn't. I guess my question would be like, what are ways that my his love for that would and impede their duty that's essentially what he wants to accomplish is what he's what he does for his lord or who he works under your your master is very traditional and you with your love of making uh, the love of your craft you want to experiment in different ways of trying to perfect your craft you're catching on i think forbidden te techniques and materials might be uh yeah yeah I, I, I like that so yeah but yeah i think forbidden materials and uh, a need for knowing more could be what impedes you but also drives you i'm gonna write this down while we're waiting for for our buddy to return guy wants to retire and start a <laughs> theater and that is everything that drives him in this time honestly a hall mood <laughs> yeah it's actually cool honestly He's not necessarily good at theater, but he's very good at acting. We got two out of the three, so now, Joshy boy, for you, oh. now it's your turn. What does your character long for, and how might I, this impede their duty? I, I guess my character just... I guess he just longs to be able to serve like his father and bring honor to his family name. Sorry, I'm trying to do something at the moment. But... With my character's high regards to his father, he's worried he's going to do something to uh, dishonor him. Daddy issues. Check. 
But yeah, that's uh, an entirely valid ninja. Good job. Question seven. What is your character's relationship with their clan? I'm going to flex on y'all a little bit. Of course. Go for it. So I've been planning to retrace my characters, like Ikigai's family tree, all the way back to the, to the Kami Akoro. <laughs> I'm halfway. That's 23 generations. Jesus. Yeah, and he can name them all, essentially. But he doesn't get further than, like, his, I think, sixth great-grandparent before people start cutting him off because he insists on telling their great deeds. Oh, my God. He really loves his family. He takes, family. He takes great pride in being <clears throat> a lion, so much so that everybody he recounts is a lion. They're, if their spouses are interesting... And they, they count too, but the direct line doesn't have to be uh, patrilineal or matrilineal as long as they're a lion. He married an actual phoenix. Like a, an, an actual phoenix, like a yes. bird. Ikigai, his uh, golden hair and uh, glowing eyes. The great 15th grandfather married uh, Kitsune, so essentially Ooh. married Lorix. I'd like to say, as a Caillou, and as an engineer. So I think it'd be pretty important. My character's name is Daidoro, which is the color orange in Japanese. Daidoro, he, even though he went outside of his school, outside of his clan to go to a different school, he's very still much a, a crab and a caillou at heart. He's very, he still upholds his family values. He is a little bit rough around the edges. He's a fixer upper, but he's, he tries his best. And he tries to adhere to his family, familial like values as as much as possible, but not not stray away from it. Where it's like it would be a definite. Oh, he goes out of his way to to go against his family. It's more of he's he follows them, but he doesn't follow them to a T. But he very much sticks with what they stand for and what they like to do. If that makes any sense, makes perfect sense. Joshy boy. Your turn for question seven. Now that you've had all this beautiful time to come up with something, what is your character's relationship with their clan? It's safe and say that my relations with my clan is actually really good. He's trying to follow in his, his father's footsteps, so he tries to... How would you put it? He, he, he tries to, to look good in front of the, the clan. I have a, a hard-hitting <laughs> question about your character and him wanting to walk in his in his father's footsteps does he also feel like he's has to be in that shadow does he feel like his father's shoes or his shadow is much greater than his so is there a lot of fallout from there when i was saying he's wanting to follow and follow in his father's footsteps and he's worried he'll do something to dishonor his father or his family's name it's because for all these centuries the the methods of warfare haven't changed and he's wanting to follow in his father's footsteps but yet he's wanting to try to think is there a way uh, is there a certain way you can engage in war that might not be as costly as human lives question eight what does your character think of bushido i would say my character would be quite lenient 
he tries his best to uphold Bushido as much as possible, tries his best to not necessarily be the star child when it comes to being a follower of Bushido and to uphold the tenets that his clan specifically are known for and for the ones that they really don't uphold too much but he likes to bend a little bit he likes to he doesn't want to be a cookie cutter soldier so yeah exactly he he doesn't want to for uh brevity's sake like he's cool he doesn't like he defends the rules he doesn't like yeah he's not really you have to follow this tenant you have to do this you have to do that this is the way no he's this is the way but there's things that could change or that could be inferred or dissected a certain way so it isn't you have to do everything the way it has to there's other ways that you could do it he's a paragraph rough rider yes what no you're up next josh <laughs> what does this little prebubescent lion think of bushido uh in all seriousness the same as his he of course, he follows the, the rules and the lifestyle of Bushido, but like I said, when he's trying to think if there might be a better way to wage war, he probably has the same ideas with following the ways of Bushido. Maybe it's not exactly cut and dry. Kind of gives himself a little bit of leeway, so to speak. I know that's probably definitely going to bite me in the butt later, but... It works because you're in a coma. That's essentially why Akoto kept Ikoma around. Because it did stuff unorthodoxly. Yeah. Alright, you like sir you find ways to work around Bushido. That's cool. Yes. And the most honorable way while also bending the rules, I guess you can say. Cool. Sounds like my prodigies are working in the same manner that I am. As I've written here, Bushido is important, but in my line of work, it gets in the way. I employ it when given the opportunity and disregard it otherwise. That takes care of question eight. Ooh, now we get into the fun questions about strength and weaknesses. Question nine, what is your character's greatest accomplishment so far? So, Ikiai works as a diplomat before becoming... Uh, Emerald Magistrate. So, as a young diplomat, I brokered a lasting peace between two families on the verge of a blood feud. They had fought among one another at court for a few hours before I arrived, and in an afternoon, I led them to an agreement. Okay. I want to, because this is the part where you get your distinction, so my distinction plays a lot into his accomplishments, which is being able to use his stature, using his larger size to use heavier tools to to help and culminate the works from Akoto and Caillou weapon making and mixing them together using different types of materials. Because like I said, his larger stature is able for, for him to help assist with breaking down the harder metals. And then let's say whoever is my, I guess, my mentor who's shown me the ropes while I'm going to school is refining the details, refining the making. I'm more of using my, unfortunately, brute force to break it down a little bit, easing the process while he refines out more of the smaller details and perfecting it. So his greatest accomplishment would be like being able to take 
both takes of how weapons and swords should be made for soldiers either be Caillou or Okoto and mixing that together, taking teachings from both of the families. Sounds great. I hope so. You're going to get burned at the stake for heresy, though, but sounds great. <laughs> I'd like to also ask, Josh, what do you got brewing in there? What's, up, what's going on in that land over there? My character's greatest accomplishment. Unfortunately, I was trying to listen to, to you, and so I wasn't thinking about how what my character's greatest accomplishment would be, so now that it's my turn, I'm like, oh, crap. I could say that at a really young age, out on a walk with my father, I actually managed to defeat a bandit that was a traveling merchant. Although it was just would be just a very small matter for my father, it was still a great accomplishment for me. If I may add on to that a little bit. So, I like that idea, but I do want to take it and put it in more context of given where we're starting with the campaign in terms of all that. Is this that oh. instead of taking out a bandit, because technically, and I might be wrong to. in this... Yeah, you're not allowed to until you're you like have your ceremony. You're like a Hogwarts wizard. You're, you can't use magic outside of school. But <laughs> to keep that idea, instead of taking out the bandit, you ended up helping your dad capture said bandit since your dad would more than likely be able to since he is official samurai. My father had the attention of the bandit. I was able to move in and get the merchant to a safe place. That's good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that could be your greatest accomplishment to date. You showed cool. bravery. It's good. Question 10. What holds uh, your character back the most in life? Okay. So in the true nature of a of a crab and having courtesy as his basically what's the opposite of upholding a, t a tenant but the, the opposite of that just not really caring for courtesy he can be extremely blunt very forward about the things he says he has a lot to say even as young as he is and very uh, for that exactly he's like these things th some of these things are Either like he points out some redundancies or whatever. He's very blunt about it. And a lot of the times that gets him in a lot of trouble, especially with his mentor. Joshy boy, same question for you, for your character. What holds your character back the most in life? Probably the fact that while still trying to uphold the way of Bushido, his father and the other samurai of his clan i guess you could say in a way give him a side eye for the way he would he says he would do these certain kind of engagements with the enemy where they're just traditionals okay they're charging we charge he he, he tries to uphold the way bushido but at the same time he what if we do this instead so everybody just just looks like i said gives him the side eye I think what this sounds like, and I could be completely off base, but I feel like with what you're describing, it seems like there's a conflict between clan tradition and the things that have been done for so many centuries versus your character's individual ideology and how he views 
certain things are coming into conflict. <laughs> yeah, that actually sums it up more. And if I can take it a step further, I would say this is an integral thread to what holds it back. But maybe this conflict between outer and inner is causing your character some doubt of what is the true right path and what they should follow. Do you stick with tradition or do you become more independent and find your own answer to that question out in the world? Alrighty. And that just leaves a one. Uh, yeah, Ikigai is held back with by the amount of work that he has to do and the fact that he does not have the capacity either through like code of honor uh, or personal <laughs> code or just plain old blackmail. He isn't allowed to say no to work for some reason. So he works all the time. Question 11 asks is what activity most makes your character feel at peace? <laughs> do I really got to say it? I like, I like weapons. I like things that go boom. What more can I say? Josh, what activity makes your character feel at peace? One thing that brings my character peace. I'm going to say being in nature. Just being somewhere quiet. Because I mean, when you think about it, my character, he's growing up to be samurai warrior so he's probably constantly surrounded by people shouting and the clashing of weapons and it's all well and good but sometimes he just likes to just slow down kind of recollect his thoughts that leaves one i'm interested to hear this one (laughs) i actually hadn't written down a passion before this but as as we were talking i thought of one and Ikigai likes bathing. Might come as a shock because he wants to start a theater when he retires. But he likes bathing because he can't take paper into the bath. Thus, he doesn't have to work as hard. Twelve. Oh, no. What concern, fear, or foible troubles your character the most? <laughs> to kind of like uh, backtrack to what I said about when we had, when we were talking about our. Or like when I was answering the bluntness question. To play on the whole bluntness and being a crab. He's extremely, he's what they call painfully honest. He doesn't really like telling a lie. He likes, he, he's a very honest person. He's not going to tell you, he's not going to try to beat around the bush. He's going to tell you, like I said, with the bluntness, he's going to tell He's going to tell you the root of the problem and he's going to be painfully honest while he does it. He's going to be like, here's the truth. This is why X and Y is the way that they are or whatever it may be. If you ask a question, be prepared emotionally to get, you might not get the answer that you want, but you're going to get an answer. Exactly. My father's the same way. Can't really tell a lie. He's a very honest person. I'm going to say it like this. There's a difference between the bluntness and the the painful honesty. And that is that bluntness will get you punched. And an inability to lie will get you killed. Sucks to be me then. Let's go for this ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what troubles my character the most, right? Mm. Troubles my character the most is he honors tradition, but he hates how tradition can also get a lot of people killed unnecessarily because <laughs> tradition's whack because again like talking about like battle tactics traditionally the enemy charges at you charge at them and just 
it's uh, a lot of unnecessary bloodshed. So he just doesn't like the idea that something that we try to uphold so strenuously can also be the demise of so many lives. Would it be safe to say, because your character is always in a constant battle between tradition and individualization, would you say that there's a fear that speaking out of turn or speaking up against tradition would cause multitude of problems for him and his position in the clan? Because from what his explanation was, when he was talking about like uh, the whole honesty and lying thing, I thought that's what the question was about. That's why I had you reread the question. Last up. <laughs> Hikigai fears uh, he has done too little and will end up in Meido and not get reincarnated for some reason. Let's say he has major anxiety about not working. 13. Who has your character learned the most from during their life? When I started playing this character, he made two friends, particularly two good friends. Toku Ryo and Ikasushimaru no Kona, Ikigai's closest friends. The former, now the monkey clan daimyo, and the latter, a prominent tide seer for the Mantis fleets. Dadaro would learn most from his uh, grandfather, actually. He takes a lot of teachings from his father, but mostly his grandfather. Joshi boy, I'm assuming, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming his father's probably the one person he learned the most from. Yeah, just for simplicity right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it's his father that he's learned the most from. Question 14. What do people notice first upon encountering your character? Other than his large stature size they would also know he has small i i would say i don't know how to describe it but it's like purple beads but they're more like a necklace and he would wear them around his neck that would be another thing they would notice right off the bat it's a little bit more elaborate especially for crab clan that are more utilitarian and robust it's a little bit more elaborate it, it was like a uh, gift from his grandfather on his basically his first day on his way to being a samurai that would be the gift that his father gave him to make sure that he got through he's going to get through not only school but to get his to get past the cer ceremony and to be a samurai basically to make sure and to ensure that he does what he needs to do ikigai as i mentioned before has uh golden hair he he colors it, obviously, because most Rokugane people don't have yellow hair or golden hair for that matter. It matches his eyes, but usually look down to his obi, because he wears a very broad obi with, with lettering stitched to it. And if you take the time to read it, it says, The rank of Nikutai shall be first among a Gunso's men to lead when the Gunso cannot. It is a sacred trust. And it's a passage from uh, leadership from Bayakoto. The first thing that people notice about my character is whenever he comes into an area that he's not 100% familiar with, they notice he just, he just looks around. But after a, few, after a short while of looking around, he'll usually 
stop because like earlier, one of the things we were saying is he likes to adapt. So when he walks into an unfamiliar place, he looks around because he's trying to learn about that area to adapt to like how the others are acting, how the other, how the other people will be presenting themselves. But another thing that somebody is liable to notice when encountering him is a scar that goes across the the back of one of his hands from when he was younger. He got his scar because he went to get a hold of one of his father's swords and it fell and the blade landed on his hand. Not landed hard enough to cut through his hand, but hard enough that it did leave a a decent-sized scar on his hand. Question 15. How does your character react to stressful situations? Can I go first on this one, guys? Go Please. He, he gets a little flustered, but he tends to, kind of, even though he gets flustered, he kind of keeps calm because he's mentally playing things out. Oof, I love it. Flustered, but analytical. That's an interesting dynamic. Daidro, when he's in a stressful situation, He's very, he's quite the opposite of analytical. He's very spontaneous. He, he can be quite a daredevil sometimes. He sometimes doesn't, he doesn't like to stay calm, especially in, especially extremely stressful situations. He can actually be extremely short fused. He's very hmm. hard headed at times too. So Ikigai has two reactions. It's smiling or drawing swords. Whichever is scarier is up to you. 16. What are your character's pre-existing relationships with other clans, families, organizations, and traditions? In the time that we start in the game, we are arranged in marriage. We're too young to understand at this point, but in the affirmation time skip, we would actually grow together. We kind of work with the spontaneousness of it especially as we understand why it happened and we're actually okay with it they had the the privilege of not having to find each other but were put together <laughs> by random luck i have this written down that strangely enough the unicorn have taken a liking to ikigai since spring court at shiroide where he returned a box of horsehead netsuke that had been in his family's uh, possession since the last time the lion and the unicorn had been at war. Joshy boy, what pre-existing relationships does your character have with any families, clans? Mm-hmm. I, I honestly do not know what to say. <laughs> if I can, I would actually like to leave that up to you, Mikey. 17. How would your character's parents describe them? How our parents would describe your character? Mikey knows like the deal of uh, Ikigai's parents, and uh, this is what I've written that they would say. We're honored that our child is doing well, but then again, nothing else was permitted. Ikigai's dad does not care, and Ikigai's mother will fuck you up. That's their taglines. So, Dario's parents would describe him as a... I guess to put simply, he, he is a little bit of a wild child. He can be... He can be like a Sour Patch Kids first... First he's sour, then he's sweet. He has he, he is really stubborn. He is could be a hothead, 
but once you get past the i guess the hard shell of the crab you get to the soft interior and he's actually a pretty sweet kid you just have to get to him first is all josh boy what would your character's parents describe <laughs> your character how would they describe him first my character's parents of course they they love their child and they're they're proud of him for following his father in the way of Bushido, but yet they're a little worried slash troubled in his way he would want to approach things. 18, who is your character named to honor? By the time that we're playing, you might already be trying to use your adult names just to get a feel of them, see if they work. But usually you're named after an ancestor or a great hero or something like that to give them more power in the afterlife, if I remember correctly. And Ikigai was named after the, the one of the sons of, like one of the grandchildren of Akodo. I am not now sure which one. I think it's the third son of one of the daughters. <clears throat> but I'm not sure. I've lost that name. Or it is the name that you've chosen and you're going by it. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not finished yet. You have like a familial name that people call you or called you when you grew up. Like the third son or that small one or the big one or the one who eats. How about this? Because I know given where we're starting with this campaign, we can think about it more as we continue on with said first part and then go from there. Is that cool with everyone? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we can definitely come back to that. Number 19, what is your character's personal name? It would be Daidoro. (laughs) Yeah, his personal name would be Daidoro. Daidoro. The reason why this is his personal name is because his grandfather had two sons. And one of his sons had tragically died in, in war. So to honor his name... Dairo's father named him after his brother and that's his personal name and Dairo would keep it because it's something that he would cherish something close to his heart Josh we need to figure out what we're naming your character (laughs) or what's your character's personal name oh boy that's always the fun part actually I think we can come back to that one too (laughs) yeah we'll go for it yeah, Kenai Kaze, because I, I think it's how it's pronounced. Is it Kaze as in wind? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There we go. <laughs> now we're at the last question. How should your character die? <laughs> Do you want my honest, truthful answer? Yes, please. Yes. The, the same way he lives. He lived, probably. I wouldn't say through an accident, but as a means of self-sacrifice with explosions. He's brought up to be a warrior, so he believes the most honorable way to die is to die on the field of battle. But in a way, he he, he wants that because he knows it's an honorable death. But at the same time, he wouldn't mind dying in a sleep of old age in his home. Again, the conflict is so beautiful to see. (laughs) Yes, yes. he, He would be honored to die in the field of battle. From his warrior side, but his moral side is no. I want to live. I, I guess you could say he he wants uh, he would want to die the same way he lived. 
with honor and dignity. I put down that if Ikigai dies, because if work won't necessarily let him die, he will die by another lion's blade. He has friends in all of the clans that the lion does not like, and he has only competition with the lion, essentially. It is a given that a lion will kill him. He knows this. And that's essentially what he's been taught as well. Your mm -hmm. replacement will come get you. That is true. <laughs> we did it. We made it through character creation. I oh, know. Yeah. And that was just you three. I'm looking forward to what the other three can come up with. But yeah, so that will conclude part one. <laughs>